welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, I have comedian and actor, Eric Griffin. So Eric is best known for his work as Montez on Workaholics, and of course, his incredible stand-up career. So Eric's new special, The Ugly Truth, hits Showtime July 7th, and I can assure you it is one you are not going to want to miss. So I had had the opportunity to watch it earlier today, and it is hilarious. It It is easily one of my favorite specials that I've watched this year, and I've watched a lot of specials. I mean, Netflix has so many specials out right now. So, and of course, there's plenty on Comedy Central. HBO's continuing to release them. Uh, I know TJ Miller just had his come out this last weekend. So, and, and there's a lot of great comedy out there right now. And uh, and Eric definitely stands out amongst the pack. So I think you guys will really enjoy this. Make sure to check that out. Again, that's The Ugly Truth, July 7th on Showtime. Uh, Eric's also on I'm Dying Up Here uh, on Showtime, uh, executive produced by Jim Carrey. Uh, if you're not familiar with the show, uh, it's, it's, it's based on a book that came out uh, several years ago, I picked up the book when I first heard Mark Maron talk about it, and it kind of follows uh, the uh, the comedy golden era uh, in in Hollywood. Uh, kind of focused around the time at the Comedy Store, and uh, yeah, it's an it's an awesome show. A lot of the stories uh, kind of come from Jim Carrey's experience growing up at the store and and kind of finding his roots there. So make sure you check that out as well. Uh, Eric plays Ralph King on I'm Dying Up Here. Um, and again, you can see that on Showtime. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun talking to Eric. Uh, kind of finding out more about the special. A little bit, you know, about his career as well. He, he had quit uh, his job in 2003 and just decided he was going to pursue comedy full time. So and he kind of talks about making that decision and what he had to do to be able to, uh, to do so. And yeah, it was, it was really cool being able to learn a lot about uh, a lot about his comedy career. Uh, also asked him, you know, kind of what advice he had uh, for comics coming up, and he gave some great advice at the end of the episode to be able to talk about that. And also how he got involved with Workaholics and how he got involved with I'm Dying Up Here. And yeah, I think you guys will really enjoy this. I've had the opportunity to see Eric perform live several times at the Comedy Store. Uh, as many of you know, it's one of my favorite clubs in the entire world to go to. So I, I absolutely love going there. You know, other, other than, you know, the, the Comedy Store, the only club that ever really sticks out to me is the Comedy Cellar in New York. And, you know, both of them are just incredible clubs. They are absolutely hallowed ground in the comedy community. And, you know, if you've never been there, go check them out when you're, when you're in New York City or Los Angeles. So the Comedy Store has such an incredible history. You know, you, you show up, you see all the names on the wall of all the paid regulars there. And, you know, you can go into, they've got three rooms. You've got the original, the belly, the main room. And, you know, there's always just amazing shows going on. Eric mentioned on, on this episode that, uh, that just last night, Chris Rock ended up bringing him up on stage. And, you know, you never know who's going to drop in there. There's always incredible guests on the shows. And, yeah, it's, I mean, these are top-tier comics that are constantly performing every single night. And, yeah, it's, it's always a great show. Coming up for us, July 20th, we will be back at San Diego Comic-Con doing a live show there. I'm really excited to be back at San Diego. You guys know how much I love San Diego Comic-Con. It's always a fantastic time. Still working on lining up our guests for the episode. Unfortunately, Austin's not going to be joining us this year. Uh, Austin's getting ready to head down to Los Angeles uh, to continue acting. So there's only so much he can do uh, do in Salt Lake City. and he's I mean, he's booking every everything that comes through pretty much. Uh, he's, of course, uh, going to be in Wind River that's coming out here. You can see that trailer uh, up on, online right now, uh, you know, starring Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, Austin uh, has a small role in that, as well as Six Below that comes out later this year with Josh Hartnett. Uh, so he, he knew that as these films started to come out that he needed to make that move to Los Angeles and really continue to pursue his career there. And, uh, yeah, so, so he, he, he recognized there was a lot of things uh, on his plate and realized that San Diego just was not going to happen this year, so... 
I'm bummed that he's not going to be joining me on the show, but you know we're, we're still going to have a good time. And as those guests are announced, you know we'll make sure that you're here first. Uh, you can also check out the SDCCblog.com. Uh, they will they will announce it as well. Uh, the the unofficial blog for San Diego Comic Con's been good to us, so they, they always make sure to announce our, our panel and everything. And yeah, we'll we'll have any updates uh, announced through them as well. So stay tuned for that. We've got some great guests in the works. Hope you guys really enjoy this episode with Eric Griffin. Make sure you watch his special, The Ugly Truth, July 7th on Showtime. Again, it's it's absolutely incredible. I laughed so hard all the way through it. I, I can never look at Rance dressing the same ever again. So it, 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 was, it was such a good, a good show, and you guys will love it. Make sure you watch him again on I'm Dying Up Here, also on Showtime. Hope you guys enjoy this episode with Eric Griffin. I'm doing well. I'm excited to have you on the show today. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm just trying to, you know, promote this damn special of mine. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, so, so thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, I, actually, else, you know? yeah, I actually just watched the special this morning, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. Oh, I, oh wow. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I see you all the time because I follow the Comedy Store on, on Instagram, and, I mean, you're a regular there, so I... I see your face up all every single day. It seems like, and I've actually had the chance to uh, to see you a few times at the comedy store. Oh, great, great! That's that's good to hear. See, it's 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 um, always good to see your work. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, so I'm finally getting you know out there in like a mass scale. You know what I mean? I'm just it's been like you know, been like years in the making. You know, so that's so this is my first one like this. So I'm just you know just excited to have it out there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I can feel like I just put all that material to bed and just like, but I just want to, because sh- you know, it's funny how people don't know I'm a stand-up, you know, and that sounds weird. If you're not in the comedy community, like, or like a person that goes to clubs all the time, you wouldn't even know. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure those that don't, they just associate you as Montez from Workaholics and that is. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy. And then now that I'm doing this other show, I mean, it's going to be people that think that too, you know? Just like, oh, well, he's just, this guy's just an actor, you know what I mean? So it's like it's so funny because that was my first love is stand up. So it's like I, it's just it's like oh, let me get this out here so people can see what I really do. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, and it's got it's got to feel good to be able to get all that material out that you've been working on for years. But at the same time, it, it's yeah. it's a little bit scary. Yeah, a lot of just different fun stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I mean, does it does it feel scary to kind of have to be going back to the drawing board now that it's out there? It's like it's that breath of relief, but then like no. shit. <laughs> no, because. No, because I was, I have so much, I had just so much material I've been working on over the years, and and um, and I filmed that one in in November. No, no, I'm sorry, it was December of 2015. You know, and the only reason why it took so long for it to come out is because they wanted to do it in conjunction with the show. So it was like I was waiting for the show to come out. You know, they were, you know, they were waiting and they they had pushed it back. They wanted to pair it with Twin Peaks or whatever they're decision was and that's why you know it took so long for the show for the, the my special to come out because it seems like i taped it so long ago i already have i'm already ready to do another one <laughs> you, you can just go the Chappelle route and just throw three of them out there right away <laughs> oh no I, I i don't i wouldn't want to do that i mean that guy's prolific you know what i mean but uh i just yeah because i feel like less is more you know what i mean absolutely <laughs> Just when Netflix isn't giving me twenty million dollars, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I 
things that's kind of worried me with the way that, that Netflix is rolling them out, though, because it's like it used to kind of be precious. You'd see the Showtime and the HBO and the and the Comedy Central specials, and now it's like every week there's something rolling out on Netflix. And and part of me worries that it's yeah, going to oversaturate they have, it. Uh, they have a big server, you know, so they can just, you know, like, what all can fit on the server, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, it's just a different, it's a different time, you know. It's like I would say that, you know, I think Comedy Central's one that's that, that you know what I mean? They're the ones that, like, you know, made it not special, you know, with these half hours and it's all casted. Make sure we have, you know, one Asian, two white girls, and make sure we have an ethnic, <laughs> you know, like, it's not a merit-based system when you have to deal with, like, uh, uh, sponsors and, you know, comedy needs its own network that has, that doesn't have to be a slave to uh, advertisement, you know what I mean? And that's what Netflix is, you know? So, you know, they, they, and that's just a place you can go see a bunch of content, so it's good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's like if you want to, you can find whatever you'd like to find. It's funny because people that, that, that'll, that you know, discover things on there will come up to me because they're just discovering stand-ups for the first time. And I love when somebody comes up and asks if I've ever heard of, like, Louis C.K. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. For, for a while. <laughs> but, that's the whole, but that's why you have to have that stuff out there. I mean, yeah. It's like, you think everybody knows everyone, but they really don't. So it just sits there. So, like, it's just like people that like podcasts, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, they, you know, there's people, there's podcast people that that's all they listen to. That's their entertainment. They're just... They listen to numerous podcasts. You know, it's the same thing with, like, people that watch Netflix or watch specials or someone that watches documentaries. You know, so it's just a place for people to eventually find these things. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it's a good thing that, uh, you know, as long as they're good, you know. And even if they're not good, it's subjective anyway, you know. Exactly. So it's going to be somebody that's going to like it or like it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that's the best attitude to approach it always with, whether you're, you know, a veteran comic like yourself or a young comic. Is Yeah, it's pure, it's purely subjective, and you're just going to have to roll with the punches. You're not going to please everybody. Yeah, you sure are. Actually, in my opinion, you shouldn't be trying to please everyone in any way. You know, that kind of person. What, what, what kind of comedy is that, you know? Yeah, you're not you're doing it for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, so just... Oftentimes, like, make sure I have to make sure I think it's funny, you know, first. You know, and if the, the whole point of the special is to, like, explain why I think this is funny, you know, and you can either agree or disagree, and that's usually with a laughter. Yeah. And, and, and I think you do, you do a great job of that, especially in the special, where, I mean, every single topic you, you talk about is incredibly relatable. Where so many people now think that to be relatable it has to be political because that seems to be what everybody's talking about. But you find such a perfect way to just take everyday things and make them so relatable. I know I'll never be able to look at ranch dressing the same ever again. But <laughs> <laughs> I know I think the ranch people are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> I know, it's like, I, you know, I really didn't want to be, like, I didn't really want to do the, you know, politics. Um, I just, I, I'll wait for my next one to save the world. This one, I just wanted to show people that I was funny, you know? Yeah, and, and you, def you definitely did a good job of that. Well, one thing I've always been oh, I, uh, I appreciate it. curious about, when I had first, when I had first kind of discovered you, I want to say it was during one of those half hours uh, through Comedy Central, 
Um, I was I was intrigued to learn that you had uh, had just kind of quit your job at one point and just decided you were going to pursue comedy. So I mean, how did how did yeah. that come about? Well, you know, you just have to like, you know, if most of us don't follow our dreams because you know we are too scared or whatever the reasons are, and I just I, I just didn't want to wake up fifty and be like I didn't follow my dreams, you know. And it's just like, I, I, you know, it was a job, not a career. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and there there is a difference. You know, even though people don't know that, they don't think that there's a difference, but there really is a difference between a job and a career. And I just wanted to try it. You know, I was sick of people telling me I was funny. And it's like, you know, and I, because I tried it when I was younger. You know, I, 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 you know, I went to a comedy class and I did all kinds of stuff like that. And, you know, I, I just didn't know what I was doing. No mentor, so I, you know, I stopped. You know, I, I was going to open mic, and then I stopped for like eight years. And then here I am, thirty years old. I'm like, hey, you know what? It's time to actually pursue this. You know, so and that's what I did. So when you decided to start pursuing it, was it was it the comedy store that you that you kind of leaned towards going to? No, right away? man, I didn't get I didn't get into the comedy store until I was ready, like years later. Yeah. Even though the first place I actually did comedy was at the comedy store, if you can believe that. It was like, because it was like the, um, I did a comedy class and the, uh, and the showcase was at the comedy store, you know, the final, you know, the final class was at the comedy store. Yeah. So, 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 so it's like, it's funny that I end up there and I end up on a show that's sort of like loosely based on the place, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So what, as you got as you got going with uh, with stand up and everything, how did things like workaholics start to come around? When did, when did that uh, start to take off? Well, I was like it was like 2006 that I uh, got my first TV credit. I was on this Philly show on uh, on Showtime actually too. It was funny that I'm on Showtime now doing my hour. It's so funny the first that it's so, it's so funny how things go full circle. Yeah. Um, I uh, I did this show called the Payaso Comedy Slam. And um, it was it was like you know like a little ten minute set that I did there. So that was the first TV credit. Then in two thousand and eight, I got um, live at Gotham, and that's where I got my first uh, agent and manager because I went to also New Faces that year. So it was about you know two thousand ten. You know I've been doing commercials and doing like you know stand up on the road that I got the audition for uh, Workaholics. And then, boom, that was that. So, and your your character as Montez always stuck out incredible on there. So, we had, Anders has actually been on the show as well. And, and it was always, I loved watching that show come together. And as I had started writing uh, a few years ago, everybody kept telling me, you need to write a spec script for Workaholics. You need to write one and somehow get it to them. And I never, I never sent it in or anything like that. I never had an agent to send it in to. And it always devastated me because it was always one... That I wish I wish I could have got to them, uh, but then as the final season came around, it was just like, oh, so much for that. At least it'll be in the uh, in the uh, packet. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, work, workaholics yeah, is definitely workaholics. monumental. I mean, the guys, you know, they were like the three stooges. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I I can you definitely know, see what, that. <laughs> they really have great chemistry. That's why that show worked the way it did. Because they just, you know, you believed them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it was just nonsense. Yeah, and and they're and they're some of the most genuine guys too. I, I finally got to meet uh, Blake and Kyle at uh, during Festival Supreme this year, so and, and it was cool to be able to kind of talk with the two of them as well and and get to know a little bit more about them. Oh, that's good. 
they're good guys. I, I, I I'll always cherish, you know, um, working on that show because it was like it's it's like it's great to be on a show that is um, people's favorite show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's such a it, it's it's such a blessing. It's hard to even explain. Like you know, going places and people being you know just being so excited to see me. You know what I mean? Like, you know, or just no matter where I am, I, I just know the workaholics fans, you know, they're so genuinely just like, Oh my God, you know, they're so <laughs> excited. And that's just like, wow, what a, what a thing to be a part of. I mean, there's people on network television shows that like, don't get that kind of love. Um, you know, the, you know, you know, being on their show, it's just something about workaholics, man. It just really was, um, you know what I mean? I just, I can't even, it's, it's just such a blessing to be a part of something like that. You know, always um, remember that. I always have, you know, I always have that as something very special. I cherish it. Yeah, and, and it really was. It really was a special show, and I, I think the way that the the series wrapped up, it it, t- it tied it up and made people, I think, remember that while it was just chaos so often happening on the show, that it still was, you know, this family of, of actors and stuff that were that were ending a great a great chapter in their life. Yeah, for sure. It definitely was that, you know. It definitely was like, so and, and here we are. Everybody's moving on to like, you know other things. You know, Andres was on that new show, and um, and, and Adam's know, on Adam everything doing now. He's doing. <laughs> yeah, Adam's on everything. You know, hosting the TV Movie Awards, and you know he's doing all that. So it's like it's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So with with, uh, with I'm with I'm dying up here. Were uh, were you familiar with the book and everything before uh, before you had read for the I, show? I had heard of the book, but I, I had heard of the book, but I I never really read the book. I wasn't you know wasn't my subject. I was like, oh, I need to do this. You know, it just I just knew about all that stuff. You know, it was like um, you know being at the comedy store, and then like you know when Jim Carrey was telling us about the the show. I mean, he was telling us about his life. I mean, that's really what. It's really what the show's about. Like a lot of things that happened in the show happened to Jim Carrey. You know, he witnessed a lot of stuff. So it was um, that's what was really exciting about it. So being you somebody know, so who is like, a regular there, I mean, what what is it like to kind of hear some of these stories and then you know that you know that night or so be at the store and and be able to kind of reflect on some of those stories that Jim's told you? Yeah, that's the thing. Too. It's like whoa, like uh, you know, it's like it's like. Just to, to to witness that heyday of it, you know, it was just like um, you know, just to hear about like oh, Kevin and and them going to Cantor's and the fights in the parking lot and him sleeping in the closet when he first got to L.A. <laughs> and just you know, just to, to where he is now, it's just it really is amazing. And just so I feel like I'm on my own journey, you know. Maybe I'll be telling my own story in you know twenty years. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's. The, the comedy store is a it's it's such a unique, almost eerie kind of place. I I remember the first time I ever made it onto Potluck there, uh, about five six years ago, and it wasn't like any other room I had ever I had ever been in, and it was the it was the most awkward experience for me, but I loved every second of it, and it's 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 just it's almost hallowed ground as as a comedy place in a way. You know, it is, and right now it's going through another renaissance. Like, it's like, 
it's really jumping right now. It's the hottest club in L.A. right now, probably the country, really. It's just what's happening there. You know, like the other night, uh, Chris Rock was in there. Chris Rock brought me on stage the other night. Oh, wow. So it's just, you know, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, it's that's what's happening right now. Those big cats are coming in, and they just pop in. They, they feel comfortable there. They want to go there. And it's just one of the few clubs that, you know, they feel like that. Yeah, and you, it, that's one of the cool things with it is you never know who's going to drop in. And I, I think it's awesome whenever I see those pictures of people, uh, of, of how the entire main room is just packed out and it sells out. And I was like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, they got, sometimes they got three rooms just packed. All yeah. three rooms are packed. It's crazy. Yeah, when I, when I was last there for Potluck, uh, e, e, even, even the original room was completely packed for Potluck. And I was like, who, wh- what is this? Why are these people here to listen to Open Mic? Like this, this is yeah, people, this is crazy. People are really excited about comedy again, and that's what it, you know. So that's what I'm saying. Like you know, yes, maybe they're putting too much comedy on, but I think it's you know it's finding an audience. You know, people you know once they see it on Netflix and whatever, they're becoming fans of people, and they decide, hey, you know what, I want to go. I want to go watch this now. I want to go see it live. I mean, going to see comedy live is such a fun experience that people don't realize how fun it is, you know? They don't realize what a good time it is until they actually go. They have this weird expectation that they're going to be in the front row and the comic's going to be talking about them. But, you know, that could happen, but it rarely really happens. Yeah, it, it very rarely happens. Everybody has their structured set. And, you know, unless, unless the comic's primarily doing crowd work, you're you're safe as long as it's not Jimmy Pardo. You're not going to get a get approached right away. <laughs> right, exactly. If you're acting a fool, yeah, you're going to get approached. But other than that, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. So now, be- before we let you go here, uh, I-, I always ask every comic, you know, what what advice do you have for young comics still trying to kind of find their voice on what they should continue to do to try and to try and make it in comedy? Well, I, my only advice to any young comic is people don't fail this business they quit i like that 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 is profound i like that i like that a lot so it really is about sticking it out yes it really is it's like you know it's like you stick it out and then you'll know it's like you'll know you can't really do it (laughs) you know what i mean it's like you know you'll know absolutely it's just like it happens (laughs) so that's my uh that's my uh my big message. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eric, I, I'm excited for people to see The Ugly Truth. Uh, July 7th on Showtime. People are, are going to absolutely love this. It, it's definitely one of my favorite specials I've watched well, this I year. Hope, I hope so. That was the plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's all said and done, the plan was for people to like it. I mean, imagine if you know that wasn't the plan, but I hope people do like it and don't take everything so serious. Because we live in such sensitive times right now, so just try to take the stick out of you, you know, take the stick out <laughs> and just enjoy yourself. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. As, as long as people can sit back and, and just enjoy it, it, they'll have a lot of fun with the special. Um, and then also, uh, oh, I'm dying I, I up here so. uh, on Showtime as well. <laughs> but thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. And um, you know, like I say, I hope people. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I hope other people enjoy it too. Absolutely, and hopefully we'll see you out at the at the comedy store soon here. Yeah, please come say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, Eric. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.